Appendix G to the Life of Samuel Johnson, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Gonzalez. The Life of Samuel Johnson, Volume 3, by James Boswell. Appendix G. The Inmates of Johnson's House. In September of this year, 1778, Miss Bernard records the following conversation at Streatham. Mrs. Trail. Pray, sir, how does Mrs. William like all this tribe? Dr. J. Madam, she does not like them at all, but their fondness for her is not greater. She and Desmoline quarrel incessantly, but, as they can both be occasionally of service to each other, and as neither of them have any other place to go to, their animosity does not force them to separate. Mr. T. And pray who is clerk of the kitchen, sir? Dr. J. Why, sir, I am afraid there is none. A general anarchy prevails in my kitchen, as I am told by Mr. Levitt, who says it is not now what it used to be. Mrs. G. Mr. Levitt, I suppose, sir, has the office of keeping to the hospital in health, for he is an apothecary. Dr. J. Levitt, madam, is a brutal fellow, but I have a good regard for him, for his brutality is in his manners, not his mind. Mr. T. But how do you know I get your dinner stress? Dr. J. Why, Desmoline has cheap management of the kitchen, but our roasting is not magnificent, for we have no jack. Mr. T. No jack? Why, how do they manage without? Dr. J. Small joints, I believe, they manage with a string, and larger are done at the tavern. I have some thoughts with profound gravity of buying a jack, because I think a jack is some credit to a house. Mr. T. Well, but you'll have a spit too. Dr. J. No, sir, no, that would be superfluous, for we shall never use it, and if a jack is seen, a spit will be presumed. Mrs. T. But pray, sir, who is to pull your talk off? She that has used to obey in her quarrels with Mrs. Williams and call out at her again. Paul never finished Paul. Dr. J. Why, I took to Paul very well at first, but she won't do upon a nearer examination. Mrs. G. How came she among you, sir? Dr. J. Why, I don't rightly remember, but we could spare her very well from us. Paul's a stupid slut, and... I have some hopes of her at first, but when I talked to her tightly and closely, I could make nothing of her. She was a wiggle-waggle, and I could never persuade her to be categorical. More than a year later, Johnson wrote to Mrs. Frail. This court keeps a residence in his habitation, but she has for some time been silent. We have much malice, but no mischief. Levitt is rather a friend to Williams, because he hates Desmoline more. A thing that he should hate more than Desmoline is not to be found. Mrs. Piozzi says, He really was oftentimes afraid of going home, because he was so sure to be met at the door with numberless complaints, and he used to lament pathetically to me that they made his life miserable, from the impossibility he found of making theirs happy, when every favour he bestowed in one was warmed to the rest. If, however, I ventured to blame their ingratitude, and condemn their conduct, he would instantly set out softening the one and justifying the other, and finish commonly by telling me that I knew not how to make allowances for situations I never experienced. Hawkins says, 
Almost throughout Johnson's life, poverty and distress circumstances seemed to be the strongest for recommendations to his favour. When asked by one of his intimate friends how he could bear to be surrounded by such incestuous and undeserving people, as he had about him, his answer was, If I didn't assist them, no one else would, and they must be lost for want. His humanity and generosity in proportion to his slender income were, writes Murphy, unbounded. He has to be truly said that to lame the blind in a sorrowful found in his house a sure retreat. At the same time, it must be remembered that while Mrs. Jessmeline and Mrs. Carmichael only brought trouble into the house, in the society of Mrs. Williams and Levitt he had real pleasure. End of Appendix D and End of the Life of Samuel Johnson, Volume 3, by James Boswell. Recording by Fra Gonzales in Cavite, Philippines.